Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. distributed and and to get them an audience 
you know, so that you are uh, on the fast track for success. And that's our goal. And so, you know, keep working your projects, keep making them happen, and please do keep sharing the show. So without any further hesitation, I'm going to tell you about Kyle and uh, and then bring him on. So uh, thanks, everybody, who's in the chat room right now. Kyle Olson is an award-winning filmmaker working in Hollywood and TV production. He's currently working on uh, America's Next Top Model in production, and he also assists in the casting process. He's worn different hats working on shows like Glee as an audience extra coordinator, The Voice as an audience warm-up guy, and uh, and the last call with Carson Daly is a, a member of their talent team. In 2011, he completed filming the pilot episode of a new web series that he wrote and directed called Mouth to Mouth. Now, occasionally, he's called to work in pyrotechnics at Universal Studios for special events. And Olson was raised in Milwaukee, and he went to school at Columbia College Hollywood after graduating from high school at South Milwaukee High School, or South Milwaukee High. Um, each summer, Olson returns to Milwaukee to offer the uh, Summer Entertainment Camp in 2011. The camp celebrated its third year and continues to grow in popularity. A feature-length documentary has just been released to show what happens on screen and behind the scenes during the camp. Now, Kyle's searching for new ways to expand the entertainment camp to bigger platforms, which include the possibilities of taking the program national this summer. When he's not working in television or uh, as an official crew member or working in his camp, he uses a, a creative way to stay working in the industry by serving as an instructor with the American Red Cross in the greater Los Angeles area. All right, now we'll talk more about that in just a little while. Let me bring Kyle on and say good morning to you. Kyle, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. I'm actually, i got to confess, I'm actually still uh, sitting in my PJs because it's a little bit earlier in Los Angeles than it is where you are, but I'm excited to be here nonetheless, so looking forward to a great show today. You're in your PJs at 8 o'clock in the morning, Kyle? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. I'm a, I'm a night owl. What can I say? So You, you know, when, lazy boy. You lazy boy. <laughs> wow, well, that's, that's, that's amazing. No, I, 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 I completely understand. <laughs> it's uh, comfortable. What can I say? Well, that's that's the way to approach it. Absolutely. So uh, I want to welcome you to the show and and uh, and uh, and talk a little bit about uh, uh, what you're doing in, in Los Angeles. You're from the Milwaukee area, but you're out there now. You've been there for a while, and uh, you're working in TV production, as we mentioned. So how's that going? What what are the kinds of things that you do? And and uh, and 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 how did you get started? Because that's what I think a lot of people want to know. They want to know, you know, how'd you get in? How'd you how do you make connections? What do you do? You know. Uh, so, absolutely, yeah. Those are all really good questions. And really, what happened was, I was born and raised, like you just said, uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in the Midwest. And when I was in high school, I was always tinkering with the different video productions and making the student films. And of course, every project that I could film in high school for any type of school uh, dealio, uh, I was sure to make sure to get a camera for. Uh, and basically, the passion grew, and I knew that after graduating, I wanted to get into the industry. And so, as soon as I graduated, graduated high school in Milwaukee, I picked up my bags and uh, headed west and basically came out to Los Angeles within a few months 
of graduating high school and uh, got into L.A., started going to uh, Columbia College Hollywood for school, and shortly thereafter started kind of poking around and just seeing what was out here and what opportunities existed. And uh, within the first few months, the Universal Studios Hollywood Commission was looking for people to help entertain for their famed Hollywood Horror Nights, which is this big thing that they do at Halloween time, which kind of takes over their theme park. But it's interesting because the theme park at Universal Studios is kind of attached to the physical studio. So I figured that that might be kind of a fun way to at least start getting my foot in the door and at least start on the theme park side and maybe be able to transfer over. So I started working at Universal Studios Hollywood um, in their entertainment department um, as a show crew member. And basically it was doing the same things that I was doing uh, in the theater arts department at the high school when I was in high school. Uh, Everything from doing some stage managing to, um, you know, assisting uh, the wardrobe department and the the props people and, you know, set decorators, etc. And it was really a cool way to just get introduced to how things work in L.A. Because although the industry is universally understood, I think, um, there are some things that are in L.A. that are a little bit different than what happens in the Midwest, just as far as lingo and things like that might be concerned. So it was a nice foot in the door to just really get to know some people and get to know the area and really get to understand what's happening uh, behind the scenes in Los Angeles. And so from there, I continued working on that show and started hunting down to see if I could get lucky and if I could find another gig. And uh, shortly thereafter, I was approached by the American Red Cross, and they said, would you be interested in teaching for us uh, as a CPR and first aid instructor because I have some uh, past history and roots and passion for teaching. And I said, well, I'm not really looking for anything volunteer right now. And they said, well, no, 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 this is going to be a paid gig. It's a chance for you to go out and teach class. And we teach at almost everywhere in Los Angeles. And I said, everywhere? (laughs) Thinking and and hoping that they really meant it, and they did. And what that came down to was the idea that they teach at the Walt Disney Company. They teach at Universal Studios. They teach at Warner Brothers. They teach uh, every major network and minor network, for that matter, that you can think of in Los Angeles. And so uh, after putting in my time doing the – the first few classes or so, uh, after a little while, uh, I was able to kind of, uh, I guess, move up the ranks, if you want to say it that way, um, so that I could be a studio instructor and actually teach people that are working in the industry on the studio lots how to do CPR, first aid, and the works. And that's really had more uh, keys for opportunity than anything else, and it's been a lot of fun. So that was kind of my little way in, which is almost a backdoor entrance from probably some of the stories you typically hear on this show, but it worked really well, and uh, I couldn't be happier with how it's been treating me so far. So just so we're clear, you don't rescue people and then hand them a picture and resume, do you? <laughs> no, but I've been tempted to. I brought you back to life. Now here's my picture and my resume. That's uh, right. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, it's, worth, it's worth knowing. I mean, you know. No, but I mean, that's cool because you're offering a service, but you also are, you know, in these different uh, areas and different studios, meeting the different people and uh, and providing a service, but also getting your name out there, you know, for the other things you do as well. That's awesome. Uh, now, tell us a little bit. I, I, I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. When I lived there uh, as a teenager, you know, the Universal had the tour 
but nobody went on it. I mean, I, people from out of town went on it, but I would never have thought, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to get into Hollywood by being a tour guide. Once right. Universal City grew, you know, into what it is, and uh, and the tour and and the entire you know theme park atmosphere of, of the of CityWalk, uh, wow! I mean, that's uh, how great to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, it was. I mean, and you're right. When 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 Universal Studios started back in the day, it was pretty much the studio tour and a ride or two, and that was really their park. And they have grown into um, quite literally a city. You 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 just were out here a few months ago, and you know how elaborate it is now with City Walk and with the studio and with the theme park and with the movie theaters and you know the whole nine yards. And it's really, uh, like I said, interesting because I think it's the only place that I've been to so far. Um, that even surpasses Disney World and all that in a certain perspective as far as the closest one can get if you're a fan of the industry to actually being in the industry. Um, because even on that studio tour, I've been on it as a guest numerous times and seen live filming productions. Um, and that was actually what sparked my interest of wanting to work there because the first, the very first time that I actually went to Universal Studios when I came out here um, originally before moving out here uh, was during my senior year of high school over spring break. I came out to kind of get a feel for the area. And I went on a studio tour and I remember that there was this giant arc that had been assembled um, and looked like something right out of Noah's Ark, and it was for the upcoming Evan Almighty movie. And so we got to see them actually filming some of that on the studio tour. And uh, that's something that you really don't get to do anywhere else, which is why it's such a, uh, a staple for the L.A. area for people that are really interested in entertainment, I think. That is so cool. That is very cool. And again, very different from how it was back you know, in the 70s and the 80s, and uh, and uh, and that is awesome. I know that uh, I think Buddy John Lovitz has his club up there. If I'm not mistaken, yes. I've seen I've seen um, you know Robert Townsend and different actors and different uh, producers and directors walking around in the City Walk or sitting and having lunch. Which, you know, I mean, if you're a I don't go bug them, but you know what I mean that that it is populated. It's by fun to people, people watch and see those celebrities yeah. up there. I know uh, Vanessa Hudgens likes to go up and get her Jamba Juice. Uh, every week at City Walk, and you're right, it's a spot not just for the fans, but also for uh, the filmmakers and the people on screen behind the scenes to really go and see movies and to be a part of events, and they just actually unveiled a brand new stage at City Walk, and they have taken full use of it. They've had people like CeeLo Green perform there and all this stuff, and the stage is smaller than most stages you would see at Summerfest, but yet they're acquiring some of the largest uh, names in the industry to come and spend an evening at CityWalk, which is kind of cool, and you can't get that stuff anywhere else, really. Very, very cool. Well, that, that's awesome, and it's it's neat the, the way that grew up. Um, I I was at Warner Brothers while I was there. I didn't go over to Universal this last time, but I would like to. And, and when I am in town, I usually like to stop up at City Walk and sit down, you know, and uh, and enjoy the atmosphere. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, and Warner Brothers has a VIP tour, they, and I didn't do that. But I'm just saying that they have a they have a different tour as well. And some a lot of the studios do now or or have at different times. So 
Yes, a lot of them do. Uh, I have a friend of mine who actually um, does the the Warner Brothers VIP tour, and you know, same thing applies. A lot of the studios are becoming more accessible through this tour. And you know, I'll be honest. When I first went on it when I was in high school, I was hoping that I would be on that VIP tour bus driving around the lot. We'd see Steven Spielberg, and he would just stop and say, "Oh, hey, Kyle, want to get a job working for me?" (laughs) Um, Because that's just you know what your your high school mind hopes and dreams and wishes. Of and I suppose anything's possible in this town, but you know it, it's not going to get you your first gig just riding the tour. But it definitely gives you an understanding because it is very um, real as far as what you're seeing on the tour and what you're able to do and experience and you know the whole nine yards. So it's pretty cool. Well, it's pretty amazing because I don't tell too many people this, but uh, I'll confess now, and I may have before in the air because somebody asked once. But Steven Spielberg and I were on the lot at the same time. In oh, how cool! Seven. Both hiding out. The difference between Spielberg and myself, I have come to learn, is that while I was hiding out hoping I wouldn't get caught uh-huh. and, and meeting people and all that kind of stuff, Stephen was walking around saying, you got a job I can do? You got a job for me? Can I get a job here? You know, and, and he worked it. And I and I and I kind of like was this desperado on the studio. So, sure. so, so it, it just goes to show. You know, a little inventiveness and a little persistence, and putting your putting your uh, talents and your efforts out there. Gosh, look what happened to Steven Spielberg. It's true. It's true. And you know, I think that's a lot of people are inspired by those types of stories because it is just a matter of time and you know putting in the work. And you know, if you follow the the, the checklist of you know good karma, etc., eventually something comes to you. And you know, the industry's changing, as uh, you well know, and as you hear all the time from your guests that call in. But at the same time, it still has some roots, and a lot of them can only be found in Hollywood now. Well, that's very true. Now, this show is a what to do and what not to do. So if you're going to do uh, what I propose, you follow Steven Spielberg's example and not my example. Uh, that's the what not to do. You know, I think uh, Spielberg found some success out there. Just a small smidge. <laughs> small success. bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no no big deal. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, no, it, it is it's, – it's, it's, and I, I like it because you're, you're working the system – you're taking advantage of things that are out there. You're connecting with people. You're meeting people. You're, you're, you know, you're using it also in the teaching capacity. But now you're also working in production and television. So tell us a little bit about that and how that's going. Right. I actually just wrapped a few weeks ago working on America's Next Top Model, which is a very popular reality show on the CW network. Um, we just finished our 18th cycle on the air. Um, how do you and, handle uh, being around all those ugly women? You know, it's really tough, but they, uh, it's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. And uh, it's it's something where, you know, being surrounded by 16 of arguably uh, the most beautiful women in America, uh, it's hard, you know, but someone's got to do it. And there, there's, you know, someone's got to fill that void. And I was lucky enough to <laughs> find a way to fill it, I guess. Um, but it's been great. And I've been able to work in production and actually uh, see the process from numerous aspects and, uh, you know, help out in talent where I can and help out with casting and the whole nine yards, and it's really fun to see the casting side of it because we have all these people that are anxious and eager to come in and, you know, join up on uh, the show, and, you know, we we really begin to realize how big this show has become in their 10-plus year history, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's, a, it's a very unique aspect because, frankly, you know, I'm not the one watching Top Model necessarily because that's not quite my demographic, but... 
but it's a neat show to work on because I get to learn a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So, very neat, very neat. Now, um, but you've worked other shows as well. This is true. Um, I actually was also just working not terribly long ago on The Voice, um, and there I was doing some uh, audience warm-up. And that's a position that I don't know if everyone's really familiar with because it's often kind of a, a forgotten position, if you will. And essentially my job on that show was to simply keep the crowd excited and motivated and energized because the audience is a very important part of our show. And uh, it, we, we call them the fifth judge because next to the actual celebrity judges, they're the ones that are going to decide what happens. They're the ones that call in and vote, you know, the whole nine yards. And so we like to encourage the audience to stay on their feet and happy and all that, which, you know, for people that have never been to a studio taping before, they say, oh, well, that's nothing because, you know, if I go to a taping, I'm going to be excited. But what a lot of times people fail to realize is that these tapings, as exciting as they are and as big of a show as it may be, they can sometimes go for three, four, five, six six hours long and so you know even if it's your favorite show with your favorite judges it can get a little tiring so I'm kind of a professional cheerleader for the audience and I make sure that people stay on their feet and get excited and you know throw out the occasional door prizes just to keep people awake I guess but you know just do what is necessary to make sure that the audience stays around and awake and involved and you know has a good time because that's important too well that's very cool that is really uh um, I, 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 you say cheerleader, but it really is making uh, uh, an audience, you know, one cohesive kind of like almost an individual, you right. know, to respond in, in kind at one time, and that that's shaping their responses and getting them to move and to do things all at one time. Uh, it's an excellent thing to do as a performer, you know, to be a warm-up person. And a lot of warm-up oh, yeah. people actually have, have gone on to do many, many other things. This is true, and a lot of times the warm-up folks are, you know, stand-up comedians and things of that nature in the industry um, looking to aspire on the stage, and while I don't have tons of aspirations for on-screen or on stage, uh, it's a fun little hobby for me, and it's something that I enjoy doing. You get to meet those same people again, and, you know, what I tell almost every audience I help working in is that you're no longer audience, you're, you're show enhancers, because you're actually enhancing the show by being here, and without an audience, you you know, you're nothing, and a lot of times they get tired of the clapping because they don't realize how much clapping goes into a six-hour taping and, you know, things like that. But, you know, at the same time, um, for me personally, I like to put it in perspective and say, you know, hey, uh, I'm here. I'm on one of the largest shows on television right now, and just the fact that I'm able to be here is pretty cool and be able to see all the magic that happens, you know, behind the scenes. Fantastic. Now, uh, I mentioned Glee. What do you do for Glee? Yes, um, on Glee, uh, I got to help out a little bit as well with their audience uh, crew. Um, this was for the finale of the season one of Glee, which, in my opinion, still stands strong as the strongest season of Glee. Um, but it was a fantastic finale, and this was back when Glee was really at its prime. And it's still a very popular show, of course, but during the first season, it was really on fire, and people were <laughs> breaking down down barriers and doors and everything they could just to try and get a glimpse 
of a set of Glee. And so I had the chance to go there um, and work basically um, as, as an organizer and also as an extra. And uh, if you watch the final episode of the first season of Glee, uh, during their big number at the end, you can see me jamming out in my seat to Don't Stop Believing just like everybody else in the theater. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, All right. So. Well, well, that's that's awesome. Let's let's switch a little bit to um, uh, um, your uh, web series. Yes, absolutely. And, and let's talk about that because and then we're going to get into summer camp, and, and I want everybody to stay tuned and listen for summer camp. Let me do one thing before we get that far, just so make sure that we've done it because I've done it in the chat room, but I want to make sure that we uh, make the announcement. Uh, your personal website is uh, Kyle Olson, Kyle C Olson dot com. It's K Y L E. C as in cat O L S O N one word dot com. That's that's your professional uh, website. And uh, the entertainment camp is M I L W E N T C A M P dot camp. So it's M I L W and camp dot com, and that stands for Milwaukee Entertainment Camp. All right, right, very good. And Perfect. they can follow you at Hollywood Tin Man. That's right. I'm all over the net. I'm just, I'm like you. I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, very cool. So you have uh, you have uh, put together uh, a web series kind of based on your own experience with CPR. Yes. Um, you know, talking earlier about my, uh, my getting into the industry and kind of how the Red Cross really started that for me. Um, at the Red Cross, you know, I'm able to go around, and while I get to teach a lot of classes at the studios, I also get to teach a lot of classes elsewhere in L.A., and we literally teach anywhere you could imagine. Uh, we teach at some of the Fortune 500 companies, and we teach at some of the mom-and-pop shops in town. And what became increasingly apparent as we started teaching is that um, there are so many stories to be told about CPR instructors and about the everyday tasks and the everyday life that they go through and live because it's very interesting. You know, we're, we're going around teaching life-saving skills and just the things that we see on a day-to-day -day basis are so different from anything and any other job that I've ever seen. And so I started talking with a few friends of mine, especially a few that are out here and in production themselves, and they said, well, you know, you should do something about that. You should turn it into a series because it sounds like there's some funny stories, stories to share. And uh, so that's what I started doing. I started tinkering with the script, and I started flirting with the idea of actually casting for it and such. And so I finally uh, got together uh, an ensemble uh, crew and cast um, that were able to go out over this past summer and film the pilot episode of a series that I'm calling Mouth to Mouth. And uh, it's, it's exactly uh, kind of what you assume when you hear the title, which is that we go in-depth with the life of a CPR instructor living in Los Angeles who travels around, and each class is a different episode. Um, so it's very much like if you've ever seen Party Down before, where each episode is kind of them doing a catering event at a different house. It's similar in that respect because we're going around to different places, and, you know, the <laughs> no two classes are the exact same and almost all the script that we have is based on real life um, there's very little that we had to think outside the box for because it was all kind of right there in front of our face um, which made it both easier and harder at the same time but it was a lot of fun and uh, the trailer's out now on YouTube and uh, we're hoping to get the actual pilot up early next year so we're looking forward to it 
And so the trailer is at YouTube is mouth. They should search mouth to mouth. Which are they? Correct. If you search mouth to mouth web series or mouth to mouth trailer, you'll see it. it'll pop up, and it's about a minute and a half, and it really gives you a, a basic understanding of our characters and uh, just how everything <laughs> works together in this crazy world where we have some of the zaniest characters we could imagine uh, working together under the same roof, which is a lot of fun. Wow! Very cool. Very very yeah. cool. I'll tell you what, Kyle. We're going to take a short break right now. Certainly. And you hang in, and we'll let the listeners know uh, who's coming up and stuff like that. And then we'll come back, and we'll talk more about uh, the web series. And then we're going to talk about summer camp as well. So uh, uh, hang in there with me. You're listening to Rex Sykes' Movie Beat. The official web address is rexsikes.com. By the way, I'm in the process of changing the platform and uh, and, and uh, recreating the website. So uh, some things are are uh, the same and some things are in flux. I have not added a lot of written content to the blog pages and everything else uh, for that reason, because in order to move everything, um, I didn't want to produce more content on a daily basis. But the interviews are always are always being changed, and there are other articles or hot news or something like that, that or casting news or something that occasionally will change. But just as so the listeners and the readers of Movie Beat understand what's going on, uh, I'm not sure when we're going to be on the complete new platform. I think we're on the new server now, but we haven't gone live there yet, so uh, I'll let you know when and how that happens. Uh, but stay tuned, stay listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat for uh, all of these great interviews. i got uh, a lot of good people coming up. I'm going to just name a few of them right now. Uh, Thursday is going to be, and in fact, on the 8th and on the 20th, Peter Marshall is going to return. We're in the director series. We're talking about what the director does with the script in order to get it up on the screen. We're going to be talking about casting and about working with actors and different things as we go along. It right now is a 12-part series. If you haven't heard it before, I suggest you go to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, go to the interviews blog, look up Peter Marshall, and Start listening. You don't have to listen in any particular order, but uh, it, it is ordered information. So if your first time is this Thursday uh, and you want to go back and listen afterwards, that would be just fine. Uh, Robert Smithline is coming up. He's going to be directing a, a feature film uh, in the near future. We're going to talk to him about that particular project and about his work as a director. Curtis Smith has been with us before. Curtis Smith is uh, a first AD, works all over the place, and he's going to talk more about what it's like being a first AD and, and the, the duties and responsibilities of the first AD. This will be his third interview with uh, me, and so uh, we'll continue that discussion again. Anytime you see multiple listings, you can go back and listen in any particular order. Uh, there's a director series, there's a first AD series with Peter Marshall, and there's this, these conversations with Curtis. Um, I went to a really fun casting event in Hollywood with uh, casting director Peter Weber, who invited me along, to see uh, Anth uh, acting coach and director Anthony Mandel uh, put on a showcase for casting people and talent agents and managers. And so I got to uh, attend that with Paul. And uh, and so Tony Mandel, or Anthony Mandel, will be on on the 21st. And that will bring us probably to the last show before Christmas and uh, Hanukkah, and the holidays, and, and the first of the year, and then we'll be back. Uh, I do need to make one lengthier announcement, and I hope you bear with me, and that is the Spade County Massacre the movie that I star in as one of the stars and produced uh, as one of the three producers um, is going to premiere this Thursday, uh, December 8th at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time online. The website is spadecounty.com. If I said premiere, I mean preview. 
we're previewing the movie. It's 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 technically finished. There's a finesse cut and different things and sound work that needs to be finished. But we are going to preview the movie online for about 12 hours. You can watch for free beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern time on the 8th. That's this Thursday night. And we would appreciate it if you help spread the word. And um, you can go to spadecounty.com and get more information about that. But if you want to see me suck uh terribly then uh, go ahead and watch the movie and uh, and uh, and see everybody else it's a gory graphic violent horror flick just so you know and there are trailers up and our friends page on facebook is there it's the spade county massacre and we do hope you'll join us at that friends page and then of course tell all your friends this is a one-time uh preview event like a sneak preview for anything the movie will premiere later in 2012 all right so we're back now finally with Mr. Kyle Olson. <laughs> Hello again. I'm so excited to see the Spade County thing, but I'm a little scared because I don't sit well with horror movies, so uh, I'm glad I'm going to be able to see it in the comfort of my own home first because maybe that will warm me up to the theatrical release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's kind of strange. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what the reaction is and uh, – um, you know, well, I'll, I'll be happy to talk more about it after the fact. But um, <laughs> it, it's, it is strange because it is gory and it is violent. And, and you know, as we promote it, it's, it's trying to keep that in mind, you know, that, that I try to let people know. Um, you know, it may not be your cup of tea. <laughs> uh, That's true. And, you know, what but, better time to release a gory movie than just in time for the holidays, right? <laughs> well, I figure it's, it's very Grinch-like. It's very... Uh, That's true. You know, you know, it, it, I love it. Santa, Santa Claus, you know, kills everything kind of thing. <laughs> uh, just so people know, it has nothing to do with the holiday. And, in fact, it should have. It should have. Uh, it, you know, we should have got it out earlier, but we, we didn't. And, well, that's all right. The sequel not, can always I, match up. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, but this is not This is not an official release. This is a sneak preview. So this is the online preview of the film um, as it is. Like I said, there's a little bit more to be done with it, but, but it, essentially you are seeing the movie. I so uh, okay, yeah. So enough, and um, and uh, and let's talk more. So so mouth to mouth. Uh, how long did it take you to shoot it? What did you do? Uh, what kind of cast and crew did you have? And, uh, yeah, uh, we. It was it was a lot of fun, and really we started with um, a cast that was larger than our crew. We have a crew uh, of probably five or six people, and our cast was about ten to twelve, um, if you count extras and you know things like that. But uh, it was a lot of fun. We we decided to kind of go a little more untraditional. Um, we decided to use Kickstarter to raise the money for our pilot, and uh, thanks to help from people like yourself for getting the word out about it, uh, we were able to raise the money we needed. But what was interesting is that we we kind of did it a little bit backwards from how most people typically tend to do a Kickstarter project. Um, I've seen a lot of folks where they, they put up the Kickstarter project, they say, we want to go shoot this movie, they get the funds, they cast, they go shoot the movie, and then they release it. And what we did is we cast first, and then we decided to bring those uh, those uh, cast members together, and we shot a quick sample scene just to kind of give people a taste of what it was that we were going to do. Um, and so we figured that would be a, a good investment of our time and energy and efforts because that way 
people could literally see what they were donating to. Um, and from there, people responded very well, and they gave us the money we needed to go out and to actually do the series um, and to, do, to shoot the pilot. And so over the summer, we went up to Santa Clarita, California, which is just a little uh, hop, skip, and a jump from the Los Angeles area, and we were able to shoot over the course of a weekend um, the first episode. And they were long, grueling, 12, probably closer to 14-hour days, um, but our cast is phenomenal. We have people that have worked not only in film and television, but also in theater before. Um, our two leads are both extremely excellent with comedy, um, and part of the reason the filming took so long at points was just because we were having so much darn fun on set that we were laughing so hard. It was difficult in between takes to maintain our, our, our composure and everything, um, but I guess that's a sign of a, a hit, if you will, is that you, you see and uh, actually are able to get a response while you're filming uh, your project. So we felt good about that, but it was um, a really neat chance for us to really experiment with um, the new genre of, uh, the new growing genre, I should say, of web series entertainment, um, following in the likes of any kind of show like Ikea Height or Easy to Assemble or, you know, any of those popular shows. Um, and uh, it's been a lot of fun and a lot of lessons have been learned, and uh, we're moving forward nonetheless and uh, excited to get the pilot out there because uh, I think people are really going to like it. Awesome, awesome. That's so good to hear. And um, how many episodes do you intend to do? I Ideally, we're we're almost treating this like an actual TV show where we've been ordered to pilot. We're going to put out the pilot, and we're going to gauge the interest. And you know, we're being very realistic that you know we're hoping for the next big hit. We're hoping for the next Modern Family or whatever you want to call it. But um, at the same time, realistic in that you know, as exciting as it is, and as much as CPR instructors around the world might like it, um, not everybody else may. And so, as a result, we're going to um, just really gauge the interest of people that are out there and see what they have to say and maybe they can even have input as to how we move forward um, but ideally we'd like to get a few seasons and you know each season it would include maybe five to ten episodes that really uh, you know highlight the the adventures of our CPR instructors because we think although it's a different and unique vantage point for a story that it's one that people are going to want to follow along on but you know at the end of the day um, the the total number of hits and the comments and the feedback that we will receive online will be the judgment call as to how we take the series forward. We kind of want to, you know, make it a series that people really feel they can have uh, part of an input in. So, Very cool. Now, and how long is each episode or how long is the pilot? The pilot's going to be roughly 20 minutes. So, I mean, it's it's a uh, almost like a, uh, an actual sitcom on television. We're probably going to trim it down just a little below 20, um, but it really does give you a full feeling and understanding of the characters and, you know, very much just like a traditional sitcom you'd see on television. And for the listeners, so they get a little idea of the genre, this is Mouth to Mouth the Musical? <laughs> I would love to do mouth to mouth the musical. I just uh we gotta we gotta finish one thing first before we cross the <laughs> <Oak> bridge. <laughs> so can you can you tell us a little bit about you know, when you say it's a class and, and what it is, I mean are, are they go is it like a reality show where they're going in and looking at, you know, somebody actually teaching a class or is it uh you know, uh, narrative driven where it's you know, comedy, is it re true to life? Is it you know, I mean what kind of what kind of 
how would you how would you describe it? Right, uh, it, it's very um, modern family esque in the sense where we are um, kind of peering in as the nosy neighbor watching these classes take place, um, and we are literally able to see these instructors in their element teaching. It is a comedy um, that is definitely what it, it, the the series is billed as, and we're we're literally able to watch all of these people um, in their classes and at the office um, just interacting very much almost if you took the modern family and kind of merged it with the office and put a cpr spin on it and you know mix it up a little bit with party doubt um there's a lot of different elements from different tv shows that have been successful out there that we're kind of taking uh, a nod from and hoping to put something a little bit different that's still unique but also something that still resonates with people today and things that people really enjoy uh watching right now which are the big shows you know like modern family very, very cool. And again, they can see the trailer at YouTube if they search mouth2mouth.com or mouth2mouth. Yeah, website. actually, our, our our website is uh, mouth2, the number two, mouthtv.com. Um, and uh, you can go to the actual website and see the trailer, learn more about the cast, and when the pilot comes out, you'll be the first to see the pilot on that website as well. So, so mouth2mouth. TV dot mouth to the number two mouth TV dot com dot com. All right. So we just put that in the chat room as well. All right. Well, that's fascinating. I know I've seen the trailer. It looks absolutely fascinating. I saw it some time ago, though. I, I got to go back and look at it again. But uh, but uh, uh, it sounds quite fascinating. Let us turn our attention to. Um, summer camp. What the what is uh, entertainment summer camp? But before we even get that far, let me again get the web address, which is m i l w e n t camp dot com, and it is a summer camp. So what is summer camp? And and tell us about how uh, it's it's now in its third year and and how you started it and how it's grown. Right. Uh, this is, uh, we, we're calling it the Milwaukee Summer Entertainment Camp. And really, it is a camp that started three years ago, kind of on a whim. We were shooting stuff to the wall and hoping to see what would stick. And uh, it's, it, it was something that I wanted to do because I've had a lot of uh, great luck um, finding some uh, neat gigs and things like that out in Hollywood. And I wanted to kind of bring some of the stuff that I was learning in the industry, uh, similar to how you use your podcast, um, to go home and to really bring this back to kids that are in middle school and high school that are interested in perhaps pursuing the entertainment industry on their own. And so we're, um, you know, taking this to a level where we come back every summer. I fly in from uh, uh, from Hollywood, and we literally spend a few weeks with these kids, teaching them how to make films and how to, you know, import, perf- improve their performances in the theater and really the whole nine yards. Um, we call it an entertainment camp, and a lot of times people are like, "Well, that's very vague," and that really is the goal. The goal is to be a little more vague because. We want to reach out to as many types of entertainment venues. We don't want to just narrow ourselves down like first stage is very theater or or, or a film camp is just, you know, film. Uh, We wanted to really give ourselves horizons to spread across so that we could do theater and TV and film, but we could also do other things that still qualify uh, as entertainment. And we can bring in guests that still are a part of the entertainment industry, even though they may not fall under the traditional lines of film 
film, theater, film, so or our television. So we really have found a way to, um, you know, broaden the horizons and give kids an opportunity that I don't think is available anywhere else in the in the city uh, or anywhere nearby for that matter, and really give them an opportunity to see what it's like on stage, on screen, and behind the scenes. Uh, and it's an immersive and intense camp. You know, these kids are uh, hardworking kids that are deciding to spend their summers working um, uh, round the clock, nonstop on their passion projects. And every year we're able to release new projects. And so far every year those projects have gone on to get a lot of acclaim, a lot of success, and uh, a lot of people have uh, really gotten great response from their different projects. So the formula, uh, believe it or not, is working. Very cool. Very, very cool. So, um, what is it? <laughs> I mean, what you you if you run this down, what different aspects of entertainment are the kids learning and doing um, as it's changed through the years? Sure. We 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 started year one uh, as a month long camp, and basically, first week was TV, second week was film, third week was theater, and then our fourth week was kind of an odds and ends thing, and. Every week we broke down different aspects and how to go through them. And every week we would bring in guest speakers. So like for our television week, we had um, Portia Young from WISN uh, 12 News, the ABC affiliate in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, come in and talk to us about television. And for our theater week, we had local uh, theater actor uh, and stage stand-up comedian uh, John McGivern come in and talk to us about the camp. And for film, as you remember, we had you come in and talk to us a little bit about the film industry and your take on it. So we bring in the guest speakers, and then we also do field trips. Uh, we like to, you know, realize right. that it is the summer. It is a fun time, and um, we went on field trips to the local theaters, to uh, the local TV stations, and, and really the whole nine yards to get kids exposure um, in every single aspect as possible. And so as we went into year two, we decided to crunch it down Instead of being a year or excuse me, a month long, it was going to be a two week long program. And during that time, we really focused on the new media side of things, really getting into the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the the Twitters, and the, you know the like. And so the kids decided to make a big project, which was a music video parody of Katy Perry's California Girls, based in Milwaukee Girls. And uh, it was actually so much fun that um, the, the girls uh, that were in the video and the guys that also either started in or worked behind the scenes, because we did have a lot of boy campers our, our second year, um, they all got a ton of hits on YouTube. Our friends over at uh, 99.1 The Mix um, in Milwaukee helped kind of get out the word and played the parody on the radio, and that got more people interested. And before too long, Katy Perry herself actually found the video, posted it on our website, and kind gave us her blessing and uh, it was a wild ride and that gave us the adrenaline and the momentum to continue moving forward into this last year and this year our our uh, our, our direction kind of shifted from the new media to a little bit more of a film heavy curriculum but not to say that we were limited to it um, and basically each and every one of our students directed, uh, wrote, and edited their own short film. So they all came in day one with maybe no ideas whatsoever, and within two and a half weeks' time, they literally went from script to screen, and we had a big red carpet premiere uh, and the works, and we literally were able to watch 
as these kids, you know, uh, came up with these ideas and found creative ways to tell their stories. And uh, it was incredible. And it was really uh, taking it to a whole other level, which leads us to believe that, you know, with this program, the sky truly is the limit. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, I have been a part for each of these years, and each year it has been amazing because I see uh, many of the returning students and then new students that come in, and uh, and the work that you do and the work that each of the, uh, I guess, mentors does with them in terms of helping them understand. I guess, and I'm probably the deal breaker because I come in and go, okay, here's where it sucks. <laughs> Here's where we want to get to our kids. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, in other words, it's the, it's the realistic view. Here's how you have to approach casting directors or agents. Here's how you approach the business and, and you think about it in that way. But it is really amazing because, I mean, in each year I've watched some of the same people as well as new people uh, create something from nothing and work together as a team in a, in a relatively short period of time and really, really sharpen and hone their skills. And uh, and this last year with the with the red carpet premiere and and the and the featuring of all of the different videos that the kids shot and I mean it, it really is something to see and it, it does it must I mean I feel proud to be a part of it it must make you feel overwhelmingly proud to have been the key architect and orchestrator in getting this thing up and off the ground and to see these kids you know year after year uh, grow and improve and 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 whether or not they become professionals or not. Um, they have an opportunity to excel and get out of their own way and out of their own shell and, and do theatrical things and work in film and edit. I mean, I mean, it really is an awesome, awesome uh, opportunity for them. We really have a lot of fun with it, and you know, and that is the number one goal. I mean, it is a summer camp. We are dealing with kids, and but these are kids at the same token that are finding good, cool, productive things to do during their summers when they could be off doing a whole lot of other things that we always hear about on the news. And they're kids making good choices, meeting cool people, networking, and you know, ideally the hope is that all of them will go off and pursue their dreams, and you know, the sky is the limit for them. And we know that some will, and some may be. Uh, going down a different path, and that's okay too. But it's just the idea that right now um, the camp is working, and the kids love it, and everybody has responded so well to it. And I am uh, enormously proud of the students and the success that our camp has had, just because we never would have thought during year one that we'd be back for a second or, for that matter, a third year. Uh, and it was really just a lot of fun to see the growth, like you were kind of talking about, um, and not just with our kids but also with our program overall and how things have changed and we've become more polished and we've really, uh, you know, stepped up our game every year and we've become something that was just kind of an internal South Milwaukee, you know, itty-bitty little camp to something that was this huge uh, ordeal with a red carpet premiere and, you know, the whole works, um, which is something where we really were able to expand our horizons. And, you know, the kids were so excited this past year because it was the first time in our three-year history that they actually had a physical audience that were responding viscerally to their film. Right. They were laughing, they were applauding, you know, the whole nine yards. I mean, Milwaukee 
Girls got 100,000 hits on YouTube. Katy Perry posted it on her website. You know, we got all this wonderful acclaim. The mix put it on the radio, and, you know, Portia Young from WISN did a story. We got all this great stuff, but the, the kids never got one single round of applause for it, uh, literally, right. in that respect. Um, so it was so cool for the kids to literally be able to see and hear response to their film, and I think they really, they really dig that. So. Well, now. Uh, I, I heartily agree, and and we're I know you do, and I certainly do hope for a fourth year and a fifth and sixth and seventh year, and, and all you know a future for camp, with the idea that this would become bigger and and that maybe we could get more or you could get more people involved, you know, uh, on the national level or from Hollywood. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that and and see, you know. It, it, it really is something where I've been toying with the options of how do I take this to the next level, um, especially after this past year. It's, it, it, we, we have prided ourselves at this camp with literally being able to raise the bar every single year. And as you've seen, we, we started off you know, almost experimental, and we've really grown into something. And every year we, we essentially keep beating ourselves. You know, uh, who thought you could get better than Katy Perry posting a video, and then we do a red carpet premiere. So every year we're getting bigger and better, and we want to be able to continue that streak or else, you know, if, if anything else, at least match that streak um, just so that we can keep bringing a high-quality, um, you know, camp to the community, to the kids, et cetera. And so I've been giving this a lot of thought, and I would love to do the camp again. And Milwaukee is certainly uh, the grassroots for this. Um, but I've also been toying and flirting with the idea of taking this on the road and making this a national uh, camp and literally – we would pack up our bags here in Hollywood, and we would head east uh, and to the Midwest and literally stop in different cities around the country, uh, offering our camp in a week-long form where kids would go from script to screen in literally one week time, um, and they would literally, you know, they would, they would do the whole nine yards, they would script it, they would cast it, they would direct it, they would edit it, and they would have the red carpet premiere. And... Um, Along the way, we would also try and add some theme as much as possible to the towns that we'd be reaching out to. And so the idea would be we want to find these towns and these cities that have a connection or a passion for film. And maybe they're towns that back in the day, maybe 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, they were an up and booming town for the industry. And that's kind of dialed down a little bit. And, you know, what I started realizing when I was starting to kind of piece this together is that, you know, right now with all the Occupy, you know, Wall Street and everything else, there's a big need for America and, and the idea of rebuilding what we already have. And without getting too politically ranted, just the idea that, you know, we want to go out there and offer something to America that proves that there is local talent. You don't have to go to the $300 concerts to, you know, entertain the family for an evening. And you don't have to go out to Hollywood to have a red carpet premiere. You don't have to, you know, do the elaborate things that we always see and hear and maybe even sometimes fantasize or idolize. Um, it's all within your own backyard. And as cliche as that whole thing might sound, I think uh, there's a lot of truth to it. And I think that there's a, a chance to expand to a national level where we literally stop in different cities and show the communities that, you know, this can happen with our young people today. Um, and they can, you know, make something entertaining for the whole family to enjoy, for the whole community to embrace. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'd love to take it 
through a few different cities and then have a great big finish line film festival in Milwaukee where it all started just so that we can see how the storytelling process differs in different towns around the United States. And I think that would be a really interesting experiment, if you will, uh, and a really uh, worthwhile endeavor to be able to go out there and to show everybody that this is something that's been successful in Milwaukee, but it can be successful in other small-town USAs as well. That's very cool. Uh, that is very cool. And I know that you know we've discussed also um, trying to get um, – other celebrities, other people who might be interested in supporting and helping or mentoring or putting their name or their weight behind this program as well. Absolutely. I mean, really what it comes down to is we have the means to do this program. We have the technology. We have the people. Uh, we, we have every single aspect lined up. And at this point, the only thing that's in, in reality stopping us is the budget. And for what we're looking for, to be able to do a national tour and to stop in five or six cities around the country and to do this and end in Milwaukee and, you know, the whole nine yards, we're looking at a very small number compared to what a lot of programs need to pull off something like this. And really, for three years, we haven't reached out to the community and asked for the budget and the money because we've been able to, you know, prove our worth. And so I feel that now, after three years, we've proved ourselves, we have a history, we have a track record, um, and we're able to now say, all right, now is the time where we really need the help and the support, whether it be from businesses or celebrities or whoever, um, to really make this a reality. And, you know, the thing is, it's not just a camp. It's, it's, a, it's a program that gives back to the community, um, not just in a uh, perspective for an entertainment camp and a red carpet premiere in the works, but, you know, we want to go to these local towns and we want to dust off that old theater that hasn't been used in 30 years and, you know, really revamp um, some old hidden treasures within their towns and really, really give back, uh, almost kind of like how Extreme Makeover rolls into a town with their big tour bus and they kind of take over the city for a week. We kind of want to do the same thing where we come in and we really leave a lasting impact that will hopefully go on for a few years. And we have the track record, and we even had this past summer somebody that came in and shot a documentary of our camp that was able to show what we did just in Milwaukee and the footprint we left here. Uh, and so we're hoping that maybe that in itself, along with all the other aspects, will be able to push us forward, um, hopefully, fingers crossed, to a national level. That is fantastic. Now let let us turn our attention in the remaining minutes that we have to the documentary that was made, and the name of this documentary. Uh, you know what? Uh, that's a great question because there is still no name to the documentary. We're releasing it in the next few weeks, uh, and we are still toying with the name. We have a few in mind, um, uh, but we, we are still thinking about the, the perfect name because there's not one yet that really sinks in. But it, it's coming, I assure you. <laughs> All right, so t tell us about the documentary. And it was shot, and, 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 um, and they came in and chronicled so so. Yeah, basically, um, this past summer, right before we started filming, we were lucky enough to uh, 
uh, find and obtain a incredible documentary crew um, who mainly consisted of a woman in Milwaukee by the name of Rachel Womack, and she works uh, with a company called Today and Forever Videos. Rachel used to be a photojournalist for all of the big networks, the ABC, NBC, CBS, Milwaukee affiliates, um, before turning all of her time and attention to her own business. Um, and she was looking for a way to kind of get out the word about her business and her work, uh, and we were looking for a way to really chronologically uh, capture the camp, ideally in glistening, high-definition uh, you know, uh, <laughs> tape footage uh, so that we could use it for years to come. And so Rachel agreed to literally come in every single day of our camp and film the things that we were doing. And some days were obviously more exciting than others, um, but they were able, she was able to capture um, from script to screen the entire process that the kids did, as well as all of our field trips. We took field trips to TMJ4 Studios, uh, the NBC Milwaukee affiliate. We took a trip to Summerfest, where we got to meet with Bob Babich, who was the vice president of um, entertainment, and, and literally uh, bringing in all of the, the talents that are the big names at Summerfest. Um, and we got to really, you know, bring in all kinds of uh, mentors and guest speakers as well. And she got it all on tape. And by the time everything was done, we found ourselves with over 24 hours of footage from this entire camp, um, which became both a blessing and a curse. We were so grateful to have so much footage, um, but trying to edit that into a hour or so piece became very challenging very quickly, as fun as it was. Um, and so we are in the final uh, phase of that right now. This week and next week, we will be editing the final parts together. Uh, and then from there, we will be putting it on the web um, so people can actually watch it and see it and uh, hopefully respond to it in a way that helps encourage either businesses or celebrities or the works to support this project because we know that there's a story to be told. We're telling it. We're showing it. We're putting it out there. And we're hoping that people will respond in the same fashion because we really, really, really believe that this program can continue. And I think when the documentary is said and done, uh, when we release it in a few weeks, it's going to speak for itself. It's going to show that this is a program that's had a history and that is doing nothing but climbing. And uh, that's really the goal. And we're hoping everybody's going to be able to tune in and watch it and you know, share it with their friends so that way they can get an understanding for what we're doing. And you know, maybe they don't have the deep pockets to give us $10,000 or anything crazy like that, but you know, maybe they can retweet it or put it on Facebook and show other friends because someone out there does and someone out there is – willing and uh, ready to listen to our story and maybe even support us, fingers crossed. <laughs> well, and that actually was my next question. You know, how can both local and people listening nationally or worldwide, how can they, how can they help out should they be moved to do so? Well, yeah, I mean, what, what's great about a platform like yourself is that you're beyond Milwaukee. I mean, I'm coming back to Milwaukee in two weeks to do a Milwaukee press tour, and uh, I'm going to be talking to people there. Uh, I just actually had an interview a few days ago with Milwaukee Magazine, and we were able to talk to them about our camp and the works. But for you, uh, you have listeners coming in from all over the place, and we really just want to get people involved. And I know that you even have today, just in our in our chat room today, you have people you know from Germany listening in, and you know the whole nine yards. And we would love to be able to really uh, dig into their minds as well and use as many resources as possible 
to make this a reality because as cliche as it sounds, if we all work together, we can probably make this happen. Um, so we're encouraging, uh, first and foremost, if anybody has any interest, be it just a general interest or an interest in seeing the documentary or whatever, they can contact me um, by sending me an email. Um, my email address is Kyle Olson, K-Y-L-E, O-L-S-O-N at PPSHollywood.com. And the PPS stands for Picture Perfect Studios, which is my personal production company. Um, and they can email me there, Kyle Olson at PPSHollywood.com. Uh, or they can, you know, find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter at Hollywood Tin Man, you know, the whole nine yards, um, and reach out and just say, hey, we're, we're behind you 100%. Um, the support really drives us more than anything else. And at this point, that's what's vital, getting the word out to more and more people people is really important because the more we get the word out, the more other people will catch on, the more that celebrities and businesses will see this, and the bigger impact we can create, and thus, hopefully, uh, the bigger camp we can put on next summer because, you know, everything's lined up. It's just a matter of time and uh, a little bit of money to really make this work. So getting out the word is huge. Visiting our website is huge. Um, the, the, the actual documentary itself will be on our website. Um, our, our local website right now is the Milwaukee Entertainment Camp one, which you had mentioned a few times, but it's M-I-L-W-E-N-T-Camp.com, and they can go there um, and see it. And we're going to be releasing another website just for the actual um, uh, premiere uh, for the actual movie, the documentary, uh, within the next few weeks. And once that comes up, the link will be on our Milwaukee Entertainment Camp page. So really, spreading the word is huge. And, and like you know, with any other type of uh, uh, film endeavor or uh, endeavor of any sort, really, uh, spreading the word and keeping the momentum and, you know, keeping people talking about the program is really sometimes the most important thing because the rest usually is able to fall into place. If you have something that people like and enjoy and really are passionate about, um, they will, you know, they will come out of the woodwork in some way, shape, or fashion, but you just have to keep people talking about it and get people excited about it. So I would love to hear from people that are listening to this that are interested um, or just, you know, we either want to help or just want to say, hey, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. We like the feedback because it helps us to hopefully make something even bigger for next year. And we really take that stuff seriously. Well, what, uh, yeah, that is absolutely fantastic, and, and I do want to say that, yes, this is an international platform. People can listen 24-7 any time of day or night, and uh, uh, as a podcast or from the various places that the, the interviews are, are posted. We've got an international audience. We've got A-list listeners all the way down to people who uh, are just picking up a camera, just starting in the business, as well as fans and friends around the world. Um, I, the trick to anything is having people actually take action. And so if people are moved, they should write, you know, email you, contact you. Um, you know, it's getting people to leave comments after a show is tough enough, you know. But but in the cuz I think a lot of the internet is passive, you know, people listen. But if they're so moved to 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 do something or to take some action to uh to help spread the word, share the word, which I always ask about my shows because I'm promoting my guests, I ask them to do that. But in this case, 
Um, they may have recommendations of people who could serve as mentors. They may say, hey, you know what, I'd like entertainment camp to come to my town, you know, or to my country, or, you know, to my state, or wherever it might be. They might, you know, they may be able to reach out and say, you know what, I'd like to be able to share this documentary, you know, uh, with the moviegoers at, you know, a theater in in uh, our city. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that people could reach out, a lot of different ideas and that you know, we probably haven't even begun to scratch the surface on in terms of the way that people could uh, help support and contribute if they're so moved, and and we appreciate it certainly when you are, uh, because helping young people and, and and providing positive inspiration and role models and and allowing them to create and see the fruits of their efforts come to pass and provide them with an audience, uh, I think it's just a marvelous, marvelous thing. And and gosh knows we need to do that, need to do it more and spend more time with our children. Uh, and, you know, in, in positive ways, rather than just letting them run off on the internet and then, you know, <laughs> spend all their day on Facebook or YouTube. So, um, no, it's an incredible service that you that you have put together, and uh, and a program that you have engineered and and uh, you know, in, in service of of what what started as area youth, but obviously you know could go quite far. So uh, I'm very uh, proud to have been a part of it over the past three years. I think it's fantastic. I look forward to uh, what happens in the future with it. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, like they say, you know, uh, shoot for the stars. And so That's right. Shooting. That's what we're doing. And we are proud to have had you as a part of this, and we hope that we're able to invite you back next year when we come back because we really want to make – our next dream a reality and you know if anything else as big of a national goal as it is you know we want to at least do something and uh, you know national would be great but even just you know returning to Milwaukee but either way we need that support we need that love we need that reinforcement and like you said a lot of people on the net you know they like what they see but they never show it they're very passive they just sit around and they might click a like button on Facebook but beyond that it's hard to get comments and feedback so you know feedback important and not just for this I mean obviously we like the feedback um, uh, but you know for everything I mean right. if there's a, a lesson you know you talk in your show about what to do and what not to do and this is something to do uh, a, a, with everybody um, anytime you see something you like don't just like it don't just add it to your favorites put a comment on show how much it matters because a lot of times projects rely on that feedback or else they die and people wonder why sometimes their favorite shows go on hiatus or go off the air and it's because their favorite people their favorite fans weren't being vocal enough so it's it's very important for anything to be able to be supportive um, not just passive and uh, I think that's a great lesson that everybody can take away from this today well and, and I, I heartily agree and, and we are at that point where we're out of time but the but the uh, the amazing thing about this talk today and and what you just said, you know, the fourth year is coming up, but whether or not everything happens this year uh, doesn't matter because it could be the fifth or sixth or seventh or tenth year that it happens. But right. the idea is that action starts now. You, you can't start an action, you know, six months from now. You can say I'm going to, but but nothing ever happens. That you know, so so the key is is to initiate, to take charge, to do something today. And uh, and then the sky is the limit, and and let's just uh, find out how much more fun and how many more people that we you know you could positively influence through uh, the entertainment camp. Kyle, it's been an incredible pleasure having you here well, on the show. 
thank you very much for your time. Thanks for your listeners. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's been listening live today with us and uh, all the people that will hopefully listen to the archive. Uh, you, you're, you're doing a great thing and a great service for the filmmaking, entertainment community, and um, you know you should get some uh, praise and kudos and comments and applause yourself for doing something so fantastic for us. Well, I appreciate that very kindly, and uh, and uh, I look forward to seeing you when you're back in town, and then I look forward to seeing you when I'm back in L.A., and, and uh, we'll keep all of this moving and rolling and and uh, and happening. And I want to thank my listeners and the people who joined us in the chat room. I want to encourage everybody to do leave comments after the show, to do keep in mind what we've said. Visit the websites if you can or if you know anybody who, who you can reach out to and have them listen to this interview and and as well as any of the interviews, but also if they can reach out and listen and have some ideas that they can present to Kyle to to go ahead and email him and contact him and and uh, and let's see summer camp continue to uh, evolve and to grow in in a, in a strong and positive way. But thank you for listening and thank you for uh, being in the chat room with us. And Kyle, thank you for being here today. Have a great rest of the day. Good luck with the web series, with all the different activities that you're involved in, and and with the plotting and planning uh, and the future of summer camp. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate your time today, and thanks for everybody for listening as well. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. And that was Mr. Kyle Olson, a fascinating man indeed, and a plate full of all sorts of different activities that he has. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I just got to say that uh, I remember, you know, three years ago when he first reached out and said, you know, would you be a part of this? And I went and I, I've had my kids go with me in the daytime and they would help bring in the people for the sessions that we would do if we were doing casting sessions or whatever. And uh, it was just a fabulous, fun time. And the kids are fantastic. The kids are great. It was it, it, uh, it was very um, inspiring to be there and watch and, and to be a part of, but, but to watch these uh, and I hate to say kids because, I mean, they're teens and they're older teens now, uh, but to watch them excel and to watch them to aspire to something. So uh, it was a, a great, unique, and fun opportunity that I've, I've been able to enjoy these past three years. All right. Well, keep in mind all of the different places that you can uh, contact Kyle. Uh, and if you don't know, you need to go back and listen to the show. Kyle, um, I'm going to try and re remember these as we go through. Um, Entertainment Camp was M-I-L-W-E-N-T-Camp.com. Uh, his personal professional website is Kyle, K-Y-L-E-C, Olson, O-S-L-O-N.com. And uh, he is going to have the documentary up on uh, the camp wall, and then uh, eventually it will have its own place. And uh, his email is kyle at ppshollywood.com. That's pictureperfectstudios.com, as I recall. So uh, there you have his information. You can follow him on Facebook. And uh, it's Hollywood Tin Man on Twitter. I think there you have all of this information. Uh, so, and keep in mind that we've got lots of great uh, interviews coming up in the near future. Peter Marshall's coming back. Robert Smithline is coming. Curtis Smith, um, uh, Anthony Mandel are all coming up. We're going to wrap up this year uh, very well with uh, gr some more great interviews. You can become a member of the Rex Sykes uh, Movie Beat Friends page by clicking like. I shouldn't say member. It's just something I constantly think of from the old groups. You, but go to Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends and click like on that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The last word is abbreviated. It's Rex Sykes Movie BT. 
and it is abbreviated. And uh, let's see, we have, uh, it's wonderful to see young people work on projects and the mentors who inspire as well as educate uh, their involvement. The entire community becomes part of it. And support is amazing. There's a comment coming from the chat room as we're closing out. So, yes, indeed, I, I agree heartily. Um, Spade County, the Spade County Massacre has a friends page. You can go and friend it. Keep in mind, December 8th, Thursday, 9 p.m. for about 12 hours, you can see a sneak preview of the entire feature film, The Spade County Massacre. It is a graphic horror film. It's not your typical horror film, I will say that. It's more of a thinking person's film. I mean, there's a plot and a backstory and things behind it, uh, but it is gruesome. And uh, we invite you to uh, join us for the preview online again December 8th. And if you'd help us promote that as well, uh, we appreciate it. It is a, a one-time only free online uh, preview screening. We ask that you don't pirate it and that uh, <laughs> we've, we've taken steps to make sure that you can't or that you won't. But for the more inventive people who, who can, please don't. And uh, we'd just like to do this uh, before the official release of the movie. All right, everyone, have a fabulous day. Thanks so much. Remember, leave your comments here at the at the uh, at the player. Leave comments today. Today's show. Wait for that window to close down the player, and then leave a comment. And uh, as well as the podcast, rate, review the podcast, and leave comments right there at iTunes. All right, everybody, have a fabulous day. Complete your projects. Make your movies. And until we meet the next time, which is going to be Peter Marshall on Thursday, that's two days from now, same time, same place, uh, that is a wrap.